pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. There's no judgment here on what time it is. <laughs> and join us for the Real Laughs and Unreal Estates podcast. We are your hosts, Louise James and Trisha Zimmerling. Real estate is something we've all dreamt about, whether it's that multi-million dollar listing or it's that horrible experience you've encountered that gives you nightmares at night. Well, we are going to spill all the beans on the stories we've experienced and our coworkers have. We are bringing you the easy vibes and infectious laughter that makes the most daunting stories feel like a walk in the park. But not only that, we are entrepreneurs by day and also moms by night. People hear realtor and assume we're bathing in money and living that selling sunset lifestyle. <laughs> well, we're going to give you the down and dirty of what that actually looks like, because that's not the case. <laughs> it's like HGTV met a stand-up comedy show with a spicy conversation thrown in for good measures. So if you want to see the real side of being a business owner and the unreal side of how to get there, then you've come to the right spot. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Real Laughs and Unreal Estates podcast. Yes. How's your weekend? It's been good. It's been busy, but it's been really, really good. Yeah. Yes. This week, we our topic is being inspired by an event that happened for me in real estate. So we are going to talk about shit that goes down <laughs> in real estate and how the homes are left when your yeah. buyer takes possession yeah so but essentially we'll say the scary stories but i know yeah it's scary stories I've you had, have to be aware of it i've had one really bad one but go ahead you go ahead with yours okay well my what inspired this is that i had so i am representing my seller i can't disclose any like property addresses or anything like that but essentially Representing the seller, we had a deal on the property. My clients had accepted it. The buyer had a financing condition. They had a um, property inspection. They completed both of those conditions. So they signed what's called a waiver, which means the house is sold. So at that point, the buyer is contractually bound to close the deal on the stated possession day. Right. Which in this scenario, it was pretty much as quick of a deal as you can do. So we literally were just working from the day that that sold sign went up. It was just up to the lawyers to close. So we Quick were possession. two weeks later. Yeah. So on possession day, we got a call stating the buyer was having some family issues, which obviously we were sympathetic for, but also that they didn't have their financing together, Yeah. which on that day, on possession day, you have your financing together. You have your shit together. Well, when you remove conditions, <clears throat> you have done. You have your financing together. There typically should be absolutely nothing more financing that you have to do other than sign a paper. Exactly. Like nothing yeah. more. Everything's in. Everything's signed off on. Yeah. So we got that call on possession day. So essentially that means that the keys was like we were supposed to get the money, but they were asking for an extension. And so we gave them until over the weekend kind of to figure it out and on Monday because it's always best like if we can close the deal with that buyer that's the best case scenario so we even until Monday and found out that nope they waived their condition like during that pending period without actually having they buyer. never even started their financing did they they started their financing so late into that condition process yeah is what we found out but then also they yeah they said that they had financing and they actually didn't have financing 
So the deal fell apart. So essentially what's happening here is the deal fell apart. This buyer leaves himself liable because if my clients don't get the price for the house, they have the right to sue this buyer for any losses that were incurred. Also, this situation, they default the deposit that was put down. So my sellers now get the money that they put down in the house so far. Yeah. And then my clients also now have to carry this house another month until it's sold or more. I know they've delayed the whole selling process to other people who can't afford the home. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the catch too. So it's always like, it's always buyer beware, seller beware whenever it comes to real estate. But we had done everything possible that we could. Like whenever we accepted offers, we asked for buyers proof of pre-approval letter. Like we did everything. There was literally nothing more within our control that we could have done. So it sucks. It really sucks, especially yeah. for the seller because they're anticipating it's done. They're moving on in their head. They've moved on, right? Yeah. It's sold. We're moving on. And it's lucky that, and I don't know the situation, mm-hmm. so maybe, did they have to move? Did they need the sale of this home yeah. to buy a new home? And did they buy a new home? Luckily that we didn't because that would have been even yeah. yeah. And we can talk about that after. You've had another one oh. with that. Yeah, let's oh, wow. tell me your. St- <laughs> should, should I go into my story? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So yeah, so this deal that just fell apart, we'll say this is the cleanest of the dirtiest. Yeah. That it could get because there was no other deal pending on this deal closing. Right. So where things can get very dirty, and this was a couple of years ago, my client was purchasing a house. So we put in an offer on the house, and it was conditional to the sale of her house. Because she literally, she wasn't, she wasn't necessarily looking. She was just, she was a friend and she just sporadically would peek at houses. But her and her boyfriend fell head over heels in love with this house. So they said, we will only sell our current house if we get this one. Yeah. So we put in an offer, got accepted for, we'll, we'll call it the bird house. Okay. So the bird house here. And so we listed their house immediately. Yeah. They got an offer. We went pending on their house. Pretty much, this is Blue House. So Bird House is the purchasing. Blue House is what they're selling. This Blue House deal, they were giving up possession, we'll say, like December 1st. This Bird House, they were getting possession November 20th. So they were giving themselves like 10 days, essentially, to move in. On like November 15th, we got a call from the lawyers stating, hey... We have not been able to get a hold of the sellers for the birdhouse that you're purchasing. And we're like, what are you talking about? You haven't been able to get a hold of the sellers. Like, didn't they, they, they chose their lawyers. Like, no, we haven't. Like, the lawyers said they've never been in contact with them. So then I get a hold of the realtor asking, hey, realtor, where the hell are your clients? And she can't get a hold of her clients. So, like I said, we're five days out from when they're supposed to take possession of this new, brand new house for them, birdhouse. And no one can get a hold of the sellers to sign paperwork. So a couple days later, the sellers get back to the realtor, their realtor, and say that they aren't sure if they can sell. And, or something along those lines. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, how are you not sure that you can sell? And we find out that during the listing process, they were actually notified multiple times that they were being foreclosed on. So they didn't have a right to sell because they had too much debt on the property. And they didn't have enough money to cover the debt when it closed. Now, what typically happens when someone's foreclosed on is there's actually a writ that gets 
I registered on the land title, which I had pulled the land title, but it hadn't been registered yet. And right. it still hadn't been. So there's no way for anyone else to know unless they disclosed it to right, us. Right, right. Which should have been disclosed to their realtor. Yes. And she could have advised them on different things. In the listing paperwork, it states. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. states that you have to, like, you're legally bound to disclose it. So what ended up happening is because they technically no longer own that property because they were being foreclosed on. So the bank was the one who was going to be selling it, but they hadn't gotten to the process of the bank fully taking ownership. Which can take months. Months. Yeah. So what happened is the deal fell apart. The birdhouse no longer was able to be purchased, but my client had already sold her blue house. So we contacted the buyers purchasing their house to see if we could back out of the deal. And they said no. So my client had to uproot her two kids, her spouse, and have no house to move into. And they loved their home. They, they only wanted to town. move if they found a specific type of home. Exactly. But now they can't buy that, so now they've lost And the other catch, home. the other catch on this too. So what they were doing, and we will talk about this in our next episode, is their mortgage from the blue house, they were doing something where they were porting it over to the new house because they had many oh, years no. left. So because she didn't have a house to port it to anymore, she now no longer had a house to move into, but she also was getting hit with a $30,000 penalty. Did she really? Mm -hmm. She got hit with a $30,000 mortgage penalty because there was no place for the mortgage to go anymore. So she got completely screwed over. So she talks to lawyers. She talks to litigation lawyers. And everyone says that there's no point. Because they're going bankrupt, so they have no money. Yeah, there's no use spending more money exactly. trying to get money from somebody who doesn't have it. Yeah, so, so essentially, wasting money. incredibly lovely family who had been through the ringer the year prior literally just got uprooted for freaking nothing. Wow. And then the people who had no money screwed over everyone, got out right. hands free. Yeah. Yeah, they went bankrupt, but no offense, that's on you. Yeah. But you just screwed over this entire family in the process and chose just to be like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. So whatever happened with them then? Did you find something else? So <clears throat> we kind of just went... like we had. So the bank gave her 90 days to be able to port her mortgage over. So she said they said, you have 90 days to find another house. So we literally just went crazy. And I told her, like, at this point do whatever you can. So she ended up finding like a flip house in the neighborhood she wanted to be in because her okay. kids went to school there. And she ended up doing a private sale, which like we were in agreement with and completely understanding. Like at that point, it was just like, get a house. Yeah, get a house. And then what ended up happening, which was really cool. So she got her flip house. They did renovations to it and they waited it out. And it was probably about six or eight months later, the bird house came back on the market as a no. foreclosure. Yeah. As a foreclosure? <clears throat> yeah. Really? Yeah. The bird the birdhouse, not the blue house she owned before, the birdhouse. No, that's the house they wanted. And it yeah. came so those people for, got foreclosed on. Oh right, because she couldn't close on that one. Yeah. I was thinking they were new, but they were still the original. Yeah, so the oh. bank foreclosed on it, but it was a court ordered one. So we actually had to present her offer in court to it and the funny thing that happened so in that time it was during like the covid so in the time like when she originally had purchased the house the time that it was relisted they tried relisting it for about forty thousand dollars higher and in that situation whenever you have a foreclosure like that that's court ordered 
is an offer gets submitted and then the lawyers look at it. And if the lawyer yeah. approves of it, then it gets court dates get scheduled. So because they were listed 40,000 higher, we came in with the exact same offer that we had in November. Yeah. But our offer got submitted at the same time as another offer that was for list price. Oh. So the list price offer actually caused a court date to be set for this house. And then in the time, so I think it was about 30 days, in the time of the uh, both offers being submitted and the court date, the other offer didn't bring their deposit in and backed out. So we ended so up, they got it. So they got it for the, ex- I think it was the exact same price because we were the only offer on the table. And they got their house. And they got their bird house. It that was meant us, to be. It was a really long circle to get there. That was meant to be. It was meant to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Was, Good for them. I'm happy. Crazy. I forgot. I actually think you did tell me about yeah. uh, about them finding that house again, but uh, I completely forgot about it. So Yeah. It was crazy for it to be like full circle like that. And I remember like they weren't telling their parents or a family or anything because all of them just thought like whenever it fell through the first time, they're like, that house is jinxed. You don't want it. Like, there's a reason it didn't happen. And then, so they didn't tell everyone. And then finally on the court date, whenever the judge is like, yeah, offer is accepted. Wow. It was like, hallelujah. And her and I yeah. were sitting in her living room because it was still COVID. So we had to do the court on, like, a laptop or her computer. Yeah, yeah. And we had to, like, present the offer and, like. It's funny. I And this is kind of digressing away from our topic. But I had a court case one, too. And we weren't able to present it. It's so odd that. They, like, made sure that we were there and present. Like, we did, like... Yeah, because you told me that you presented yeah. it. We went down to the courthouse, and we were there, and he just had the offers in front of him, and he flipped through them real quick. Oh. And he says, okay, this is the one we want done. And there was no chance to speak. There was... Oh, I wonder if it depends the judge, because... Maybe. I, I was told, in like, the way that it was laid out, 100%, I would have seen the opportunity, but essentially, because they have all these cases, right? So you wait till your case is yeah. announced, and then they say, like, the client, like, the purchaser's name, and then my name, to make sure we're both there, and then they talk about the offer, and they ask if you want to make any changes to it. Oh, we never had oh, any of that. Yeah, so- it was like... He had him there. He didn't. He didn't mention anything about him. He just flipped through him. Oh, he said, "Yeah, this is the one we want done." Crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we definitely would have had an opportunity to like change if change you wanted. If yeah, you change the number. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's good. I that's good. Yeah. So that was. I think those are like hands down my two absolutely craziest experiences. I could go. I had. <laughs> so one was actually in my neighborhood, and I was selling their home and. They had a deal came right away after we mm-hmm. listed it mm-hmm. and it came, it was a great offer. We thought, yeah, we're going to grab it. We took it Yeah, and they had their, they were going to bring their deposit in that next day. Mm-hmm. So we, but it was Saturday. Okay. Okay. So they were going to drop it off on the Saturday. Yeah. I, and anyway, long story short is they backed out of the deal mm-hmm. last minute not last minute, right after they had kind of wrote the offer and we accepted it. And they backed out of the deal, the buyers, and uh, my client was so upset because a buyer, seller gets very excited, right, when their so home sells. And it's a lot of emotion. And I feel like they're they're planning their next move, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're mm-hmm. already gone from this house, right? Yeah. They kind of disassociated with it and they're gone. And then this person backed out. So he actually was going to sue them mm-hmm. um, yeah. for the difference, like you had said. For the losses. Yeah. Did he? 
he never at the, in the end just so, because so expensive. You really it's expensive and it's it's also emotional. Yeah, and I think that's what it ended up being. There's so much negative energy that yeah. they just thought, forget it. I'm Is not going to do this. It? it has to be a pretty large sum of money. It was fifty thousand. Holy it was a lot. Moly. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's a lot of money. So he was going down. to, but. Um, you know, he just, at in the end, he got really busy with work and I think it was just the emotional, you know, the negativity that is associated with it and the money. They just thought, forget it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that's but fair. It's frustrating. But you also don't know at that point, like, I feel like everyone, like, oh yeah, I'm going to like, I want to sue them or something. But like the amount of people who actually like move forward to do that, like I have, I would have absolutely no idea what the lawyer fees would be associated I don't with that. Yeah, I didn't ask. I don't know. Like, that's not just a, like, we deal with real estate lawyers all the time. You're going to now a litigation lawyer who takes, like, a $5,000 retainer, and then you're yeah. paying on top of that for every email you send, every phone call I know. you do. What is it going to be, ten, twenty thousand 20000 that you're looking at? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. like, being so, un, like, not in the know with it. Like, yeah. you just, yeah, you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Mm -hmm. We don't get very many of those, though. Really. Where people walk away. I haven't. I've only no, had this the is one. No, this is my first one in seven years. Where, yeah. Well, I guess that, like, foreclosure one. But that one, I don't really count. This one's, like, within someone's control. Yeah. On the buying and that just chose to be negligent. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. But, I mean, some things that are really good. This has been, like, a whole new reflection. So, in real estate, this is for me at least, in real estate, whenever an offer is placed on a property, it's accepted. A deposit's placed. And I used to always kind of describe the deposit that it's like a reservation. It like reserves this house for you and it shows your financial stability. So if you're like under that, if you're like under that 500,000, like between the four to five, I'd say like a standard one, if you're not multiple offers, it's probably like five grand. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the price of the Yeah. $5,000 deposit. And then as you go higher, it goes to eight, 10, 20, 50 kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, so I was used to describe it as like reservation. And then during your condition period, like if you, if the buyers are to back out due to financing or property inspection, it goes back to them. Otherwise, if the deal goes through, then that 5000 forms a part of their down payment or not, excuse me, 5000 with the deposit. And this has been like a whole new reflection because that deposit isn't like looking at it from a seller's end is the liability that holds for the buyer. Because at this point, like for my clients, for instance, in this situation, if because this buyer backed out, the deposit gets defaulted to my sellers. Yes but they have to go back on the market. So it essentially, the and the buyer will only get sued if we incur a loss on the price. Right. So if they, if it wasn't like a large enough deposit that they just think, well. Yeah, if it's like one, 2,000. Exactly. Some people will walk away from that and say exactly, it doesn't Exactly, yeah, like no harm, no foul. And then obviously you're still taking the risk that there could be losses incurred. But once again, do people actually go through the mental turmoil of I doing know. it, right? I know. So like, it's really... I wish some people would though in this way. Oh man, so <laughs> Just much. Just because it's so frustrating for clients that so are much. trying to sell. Yeah. And it's frustrating for us because yeah. if like the client that was looking after, yeah. sorry, the realtor that was looking after the buyers mm -hmm. who walked away, he was mortified. Oh really? He, you know, he apologized to me. He That's a was, good realtor, though. He was mortified, and he felt so bad, you know, because he can be drug into that lawsuit now, too. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And so that's, Mm -hmm. I think he was a little worried about that too, because my client was very mad, but it, you know, it all worked out. That's how it is. Cause like, I've also dealt with realtors that are like, well, that's just what doing business is in real estate. And I'm like, I'm going to punch you in the face. (laughs) Like do business. You don't know though, until it happens to you. Because when I've had a client walk away and did that to me. I was on the buyer's side. Were you mortified? I was mortified. I was more. I but couldn't show- believe it, and I was so upset with them, saying, "How you can't do this? Like yeah. this is my reputation too, mm-hmm. and you can't do this kind of thing." But yeah, I was mortified. It's the sincerity <laughs> though that comes with it. Like I would never have that. Like I've also had a buyer have to walk away. Well, not after condition removal, but during like yeah. non waiver through, and like I am sincere and like. Not, I don't want to say embarrassed, but like just like mortified that it happens. But if as a realtor, your response is, I know. Oh, well, here's the non waiver part of doing business. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. I have like a blacklist of realtors. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, written out. So, I have a mental note of them. Oh my gosh. So, I don't know. Michaela, Michaela's in the background. Do we have Do we have a list going? Do we have some realtors that we've had bad experiences with, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. Oh, and then even before Michaela, too, when my sister was working with us in the, like, scheduling showings, we literally, we had a list going that the one, the year before Michaela started, we just had so many realtors. Just, yeah, it was just awful. <laughs> And so we just started black and we'd tell our clients and be like, Hey, so this realtor wants to show your property just so you know, like on our other property, they've no showed three times and not told us, or like they've done this during offers multiple yeah. times. Like it does it's not just like a one and done. Like we give yes. people chances, yeah. but like, it's like through the, if you see a three pattern strikes, you're out. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's just crazy. I had a so this is actually one of the real two who got blacklisted. It was really funny. So this was like I want to see this list. I know I don't have it. It's always it's always Michaela or like. But whenever this is like right at the beginning of COVID, I had this house listed. I don't know if I've said this. Did I tell the dog story. I don't know. Okay, you have to go into it. Then I'll okay, let you know. so we had this house listed. It was in like a very hot neighborhood. People were very excited about it. My clients had a really big dog. That was not, like, it was a nice dog to the family, but it was a guard dog. Okay. And my clients weren't necessarily, like, overly big dog people. So, like, it wasn't that it was bad, not trained, but they weren't, like, a one of those families with, like, a clicker and, like, training their dog. So this dog, like, it never got to see me because they were nervous of how it would react to me, which I appreciate. Please put your dog on a leash. Like, if you don't know, like... Please bring your dog She's had bad dog experience. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that after. <laughs> and so my clients were out of the house. They were working. Their dog, I think it was, like, honestly, it was like a German Shepherd type dog too. So like loyal to the family, right? Yeah. And A German Shepherd. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. It was, it was They're loyal, but it they was, can be dangerous too. Exactly. Yeah. They're guardians. So this house, we, my clients were out of the house. We, they left their dog in the house. There was no showings or anything like that. And all of a sudden, I'm working, and I get a call from this realtor, and he's, like, yelling. He's like, we're stuck in the garage, we're stuck in the garage! And I was like, who is this? And he's like, tells me his name, and I was like, what house are you at? And he tells me the, the address. And I look on my phone, because we anytime we get showing scheduled, we always put it in our calendar. 
and I have no showings for this address. And I was like, did you get a confirmation? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have no proof of showing for you. Yeah. I was like, did you get a confirmation of a showing? Like, who did you reach out to? Oh, no. Like, so you didn't actually... So he just went into the hole. He didn't book a showing. He's on the blacklist. He's, yeah. And so he's like, you have to come help us. All our shoes are in the front door. The dog's inside. And I was like, I'm on the other side of the city. Oh, he's my like, God. My client's whole family were all in here at our bare feet. And it was winter time. And I was like... Oh, too funny. Why are you in my client's house? Exactly. Yeah. I was like, this is on you. I was like, you literally broke and, like, you entered a property without approval i was like i'm not gonna help you you can do walk of shame back to the house tonight at six o'clock when my clients get home and they'll put your shoes out front the front door so that's what i did i just couldn't even believe it well yeah i know i had no sympathy i was just like i have to say one time i did go into a house without permission but i didn't know i thought i had permission but that did was you send your showing request though? Yeah, I did. I they sent... didn't even send anything through. They just showed up. Oh, the house. like there was it wasn't even oh, a, okay. of a lack of response. There was no showing request that ever got sent through. Like they didn't ever. Okay, that's different the because they just entered the house. Totally. That is... And I, I've I've done that by accident. Before by accident. <clears throat> I had a client. They were only down for the weekend, and we had a massive amount of homes. Like we were doing twenty homes a day looking at like we were trying to get through these homes and <laughs> I had a whole list of things but you know how some are showing time so that's a computer uh, generated response some are just text some are text some are a phone call yeah you know so I usually I write it down right on my paper okay this one yes I got a check mark I can go into this home yeah you know I do all of that for some reason <clears throat> I missed that one completely that home Oh, man. And so we're there, we're going in, we walk right into the front door, like right in. And all of a sudden this man comes running out. <laughs> it was right away in the morning and he comes running out of the kitchen. He has no shirt on. He's just in his shorts. It was summer. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm showing your home. Sorry, I did you not get notified? And he says, no, I never got notified. And I'm like, Oh, okay, well, we can come back, you know, because I'm thinking it's the realtor who confirmed it and, and said, yes, you can to. go in and forgot to tell him or the client yeah. forgot yeah. that happens too. And so he says, well, no, you're here. You might as well just come in and look around. Well, my clients were so like uneasy then, right? Because you could tell he was miffed, Yeah, <laughs> you know, which I don't blame him. I walked yeah. into his house and he didn't, you know. So we just left. We said, no, no, you know what? We'll come back yeah. and we'll make an appointment and, and we'll come back. And so I was panicking then inside and I go to my car and I'm like, looking, looking back. I go through my phone and through my text messages. Sure enough, it was my fault. I oh, did no. walk in, but that was totally by accident. I did. I admitted it to him because yeah. he called me not long after. Yeah. And I said, I'm looking for a confirmation. I said, I'm so sorry, you know. I was, I was mortified. Yeah. And so now I triple check my, yeah. my appointments, yeah. especially when you're doing a lot. If you're doing one or totally. two, you know, but if you're doing 20 on a day. Yeah. Oh, I always, cause I have done that before and I like write the time and it yes. gets a check mark. That's exactly what I do. I put yeah. a time and a check mark. And when if it doesn't said, have a check mark, I'm like, you can't go in that I house. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you said that you don't use paper very often, like you're all like, oh my, I like literally cannot do showings without paper. No, I, I have no idea how to schedule it and like remember. I thought paper. you do it all on the phone, don't you? 
God, no. Oh, I, I have you... literally paper for every showing, and it's Oh, awful. I do, too. I have to I do have... paper, too. Yeah. Like, how else? And then they give you notes, and you're like, okay, dog in-house, or like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they'll give you a code to get in, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I have another home that I want to tell tell oh. you about was... But it's now more on the possession. So I was looking after the buyers, yeah. and we got possession of this home. When we looked at it, it was a mess. Okay. But is this your builder? No. Oh. So it was a mess, but anyway, we... Oh, that's a different story. I know. That's what I was curious. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway, so we wanted to put the, you know, a walkthrough 24 hours yeah. prior. They wouldn't accept it. They said, no, no walkthrough, you know... So I asked my clients, so what do you want to do? They don't, they don't want to accept that part of it. Let's stop explaining this to everyone. Why do you, what's a walk through 24 hours? So you walk, you you walk through the house 24 hours prior to possession to make sure one, either they've left all of the goods included, the Mm -hmm. chattels there, that they're there. They fixed whatever needed to be fixed. So let's say the sink was leaking. You check to make sure it's, it's fixed. And then you just check to see the condition of the home. Because if it's a two-month, from the time you last seen it to the time you take possession, you want to make sure there's... It's in the same conditions when you got it. Exactly, because that's what it's supposed to be. So that's why you do a 24-hour, 48-hour. I actually changed mine now to 48-hour. Yeah. Because it gives you time that if you walk into that home and there's something wrong, then you can go to your lawyer and say, we're doing a holdback. Or you can go to the other realtor and say... We notice this, this needs to be fixed, yeah. whatever. Because once you take possession, very hard to try and go back and say... Did you go to court? Yeah, it's, unless, the, unless the seller is reasonable. But if they're leaving their house like that, they're probably not they're reasonable. They're not, no. Yeah. So anyway, we walk into this on possession. My clients decided, sorry, my yeah, clients sorry, decided yeah. that they, they're fine without the walkthrough. So anyway, we... Signed the offer. Everything is done. We knew we weren't getting the walkthrough. We walk into the house. I have never seen a house that bad. They had broken. They had glass coffee tables that they had broken. And there was glass all over the living room. They had, they left their fridge and freezer. They unplugged them, but they left all the food in it. And it was like the smell was unbelievable. In the freezer, because they had ground beef and it would there was blood all over it was dripping down the fridge they took frozen packets out put them on the countertop it was like it was vindictive like it wasn't they did it on purpose yeah Yeah. and so they left like meat packets and then the blood of course had dripped down onto the cabinets and down on the floor the bathroom was they'd never cleaned it in the first place so it was really really bad they had garbage is full and it was overflowing and they like there was nothing done in that house oh my gosh so my clients when we walked through it like I was mortified anyway I I called the realtor and I just said like this is unacceptable I took a video of it I sent it over to him I said you guys have to come back you have to get a cleaner in here but you first have to clean out the garbage in this house and anyway he did he wasn't, I, he's on my halfway list of not completely blacklisted, he's but in between, he's gray in there because he did say, oh, okay, well, I'll, he was going to hire somebody because his clients. So he did get some high school boys oh my God. to come and pull garbage out. So they pulled garbage out of the home 
You know how much they got? How much garbage they got out of the home and the garage? How much? A whole dumpster. Oh my God. That's how much stuff was oh left behind. God. A whole dumpster. Oh. And there was still more. And so then he says, well, I'll come back with my truck and I'll pick it up. So he took the garbage out, but he says, I'm not getting cleaners in. But it was disgusting. That's so so we got a cleaner in anyway, and she did a wonderful job. And I mean, we got it cleaned. But how do you leave a home like that? We found out what it was, was the a family member, a, a sister was living in the house. Mm -hmm. She wasn't getting along with the brothers. They were all owners of this house. No, sorry, the brothers were the owners of the house. The sister was living in it, mm. renting it from mm -hmm. them. Sister didn't want to move, but they forced her to move because they wanted to sell the house. She was mad at the brothers for making her move. Yeah. And so she was really trying to be vindictive to the brothers. And essentially, they should clean up their her mess, right. but they didn't. But they didn't. Wow. My clients were wonderful. I were swear, they? if I would have had... Any other that client? Can go very sideways. It was, uh, I would have been mortified if I'd seen it. But anyway, I had, the clients were wonderful. They were like, well, you know, that happens sometimes. And they weren't, they were upset, but they weren't really mad. Yeah, know? it's more just disappointment on your possession yeah. day. You're excited. Yeah, yeah, you think you might have to like clean to an extent. Yeah. But not like blood. And I know. It was disgusting. And, yeah. There was Kleenexes, used Kleenexes all over. Yeah. The cleaner said when she was in there yeah. cleaning the bedrooms that there was pubic hair stuck to the wall. <laughs> oh, it was awful. So it was so bad. That's so gross. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I had this like me think it was so my very first deal ever in real estate. It was this cute little townhouse style condo. I think it was like on the north or northwest. I don't even remember where it was. Anywho. So I got referred to it by our office manager. I didn't know her, but it was like one of his like athletic buddies, moms. So she was my very first listing. Mm -hmm. And God, did I hustle for that listing. <laughs> so he, like my manager helped me do my first deal. Like he did all the paperwork. She got, in my opinion, like our opinion, she got a really good price for it. Because condos, unfortunately, just don't sell very well. And she had a decently long possession because she had lived in this property for like 20 plus years. And she had a beautiful big golden retriever too. And we had like a, I think it was a 60 day possession. So I was checking in with her every like two weeks just to be like, hey, how's moving going? Because she was then moving in with her daughter yeah. in like Pigeon Lake or something. And so she's like, yeah. Everything's going good. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, sounds good. And then two weeks before possession, you gotta like meet with your with your lawyer. So she like did her lawyer signing everything. Possession is for a Monday. It's for Monday morning. So on Thursday, I message her and I'm like, hey, just wanna check in. When are you gonna be officially moved out of the house? She's like, mm, I should be, my whole house should be packed up by Saturday night and Sunday I'll just be cleaning. I was like, sounds good. I'm going to come by Sunday around dinner time just to grab the remaining keys from you yep. for possession on Monday. Sounds great. Like, okay, perfect. Show up Sunday night because possession's Monday and not one thing is packed in her house. Not one sticking oh, 20 years of her life are still in this house. All she had packed was one cupboard in her kitchen. Why was she depressed or was she? She claims that she didn't like the moving guys and didn't want them touching her stuff, which I was like, okay. 
So I was like, holy hell, like, what do I do? And you're new at this and I'm too. Brand new. And I wanted, I needed, I wanted a paycheck so bad. I'm broke. Like, I'm broke. Oh my and God, it's exciting. It's your first deal. It's my first deal. But yeah, like if this deal doesn't go through, I don't get a paycheck. <laughs> so I was like, holy shit, what do I do? And so I like called my manager and I like explained it to him. He's like, well, you've got to get her out of that house. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, what am I going to do? And he's like, do what Start you want to do. Yeah. So I literally, I like I had just stepped out. I went back. I was like, you need to call all your friends. So she got like a couple friends over. They brought a U-Haul. Did she not figure this out on her own that she needed to get friends over? I don't or something? think she like quite comprehended that she had to be out. I wow. don't know. Like and like I said, <laughs> I checked in. To be like, Good thing that you did, because can yeah. you imagine if you Well, this is the thing. I showed up at five o'clock in the morning on Monday with running shoes on and I moved her out of her house. Oh my, my dad, I called my dad because he's retired, and I was like, I need help. <laughs> And so my dad and I literally moved this woman and we like just shut. She's like, oh, put things nicely. We're like, nope. And just like chucked it into the U-Haul. The U-Haul was full. We closed it. And we literally just chucked all of her stuff into the universe, like the the park, like the common area in the condo building because we needed it out of the house. So we literally just chucked all her stuff in the (laughs) U-Haul. I called her daughter. So my manager was friends with the daughter. The daughter came up from Pigeon. And literally all of us, and this lady, I don't even know what she did. And then I called my mom, because my mom's also retired. And my mom showed up. I was like, you need to come here in two hours. And she showed up with a vacuum and a Swiffer. Oh, nice. And we, like, had this place. And I called the lawyer. I was like, you cannot give keys up until noon, like, at the very earliest. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, we got that lady out. And then they showed up, and, like, all the shit's on the, like, lawn. But, like, it's not <laughs> in the house, and that's technically not your property. So I got paid, and that was that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was a shit show so it was lucky that that realtor didn't do a 24-hour walkthrough well i mean they would have done a walkthrough and everything would have been there it would have been there (laughs) everything would have been there yeah it was crazy and then at the end this is how my client left me no thank you so much trisha for helping me well you sure earned your commission on this one that's that's how we parted ways. That's exactly like, how you did. Thank you. Thank wow. you for making my first experience such a memorable one. <laughs> Maybe that sets you up to be the way that you are today, to actually check in, make sure everything is done. Have you ever moved someone out of, had to move someone out of your house? I've no. no. I've never had to move anybody. I've gotten on them and said like, you know, because I had one client that didn't want to move. They decided that they didn't want to move anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you don't have a choice anymore. You're moving. Oh my gosh. And they did. They they got it all together. But no, I've never had to help anybody move. I literally this was right during COVID, like during the lockdowns where everyone was wearing masks. And my client was the buyer and we showed up on possession day and the sellers were moving out of their property. But they weren't like being rude or anything about it. They just he had lost both his legs, so he oh. was like he wasn't in a wheelchair. Yeah. I'm like not thinking of amputee yeah amputee yeah and so he doesn't move as well and it was a small house too they had a daughter and there was the mom and then they had older parents and it was COVID so they didn't want to like jeopardize their parents coming over or family coming over oh yeah yeah because both the the husband and the wife both worked like in the medical field so they were exposed all the time so I show up for the possession day my mortgage broker Brianna also is on the deal so we always show up together on possession day to make it exciting for our clients 
and we got there early because we actually had grabbed Brianna and I had grabbed lunch and we literally down the street and we're like we'll just park out front until he gets there to eat our lunch and we pull up and we see the moving van and so we get out and our client took the day off to move only one day off and so Brianna and I literally moved them out of their house and they weren't even your clients they weren't even my clients and I called the realtor and he's like oh he was fine not like oh my god I'm so sorry didn't even check in with my clients to see where they were at didn't even care didn't even care he's on that list oh he's on the blacklist <laughs> yeah yeah so Brianna and I literally moved we're both like and we had like masks on too so we're like oh it's so hot our client shows up we're like oh dear <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, I have bad experiences with that. Oh, you, yeah, you do. I haven't just haven't had that. You know what? Real estate is never a dull moment. No, that's for never sure. Never a dull moment. That's for sure. Yeah, that's all we got today. Well, okay. cheers. cheers. <laughs> Tune in for next time. Yes. <laughs>